Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of Duo of Positivity Podcast one more time. It seems like this is a weekly occurrence at this point, but uh, it's good to good to see you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. I got my fellow co-host, Positive Brigade member Miller here with me today. We won't talk where CJ is. I may send him some hate mail later, but that's all to come. But, Miller, how you doing, buddy? What's going on? Life is good. Life is good. Coming off a beautiful win from the Bears, oh, wow! We got Connor Bedard in the in the in the universe of Chicago. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The Bulls suck, but that's expected. But you know what? Things can't be any better. All right, no, so some some positives, some negatives. That's how life works. Welcome to the podcast today. You guys know by now, this is a Chicago sports podcast where we skim the landscape to bring some positivity in into our lives. Uh, it was a tough bear season. The baseball didn't bring much positivity, but things may be trending up. Stay tuned to find out more. Um, social plug: want to let you guys know. Find us on Facebook under Trio Positivity. At Twitter, we're at Trio Positivity. Uh, keep an eye out there. We we do we do release some videos. Uh, there will be some betting advice coming your way from there. Uh, we definitely do waiver stuff there as well. So couple of fun things to interact with us. If you have any questions, feel free to find us there as well. Well, talking about today, we got a big, big episode coming for you. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about the Madhouse in Madison update. That's what we're calling the, <laughs> the Blackhawks and the Bulls. Again, names in play. If you guys got a better name, let us know. Uh, we'll give you uh, a little bit of uh, the NFL trade deadline is... Probably next week, middle of next week, so after the games happen. It's on um, Halloween. Spooky things are going to happen. Yeah, like some big moves expected Tuesday, next week. So we'll talk about that a little bit. As always, we will talk about the primetime matchup we have against the Chargers this week. Um, I also, uh, because I was absent last week, I'll, I'll share what my thoughts are on the Bears win. You know, the wins that come very far and, you know, very far in between we got to talk about that and acknowledge that so that's the plan jam-packed episode i'm talking a lot uh let's start miller if it's okay with you uh should we start with the deadline stuff first nfl deadline what have you heard uh give us a couple of rumors i'll chime in what i have heard as well yeah definitely obviously the nfl deadline you could historically say has been pretty mediocre as far as moves but it seems like in these last few years it's really escalated quickly i don't know if that's just because they're seeing what other sports do and they try to kind of modernize it but the trade deadlines in the nfl is getting more and more exciting last year maybe it's just a chicago thing with last year us getting rid of roquan and also uh quinn so maybe it's just us but uh, i feel like there has been a little bit more action than there has been in the past. So this year, I mean, it's already starting out hot. Um, I don't know the guy's name off the top of my head, but the Eagles just got a safety from the Titans. That Fire. was a big trade. Yeah, I think you're right on that one. So that was the first real big one that hit. He's a two-time Pro Bowler, I believe. So they they traded like a fifth and a sixth for him. So not a big not a big haul there, but. We'll see what happens going forward. Like I mentioned, it's on Halloween, so it could be some spooky, cool excitement for for, for the trade deadlines. I'm just going to kind of jump into some of the buyers and sellers that are currently out there and a few other tidbits to just kind of sum up the, the, the section. We'll start off with kind of like the buyers. Obviously, when you're typically a buyer, you're looking at a big team, probably one that has a glaring hole. And you're usually looking like you're going to be making the playoffs. So some of the obvious ones out there right now are the Chiefs, the Detroit, uh, the Texans. But one kind of sneaker I wanted to throw out there is the Panthers. So let me just dive into these buyers real, real quick. 
So the Chiefs, one thing to be mentioned is it's a heavy wide receiver market out there. There's a lot of teams that have wide receivers on expiring contracts and could potentially be moved. You're talking about the people like Jerry Judy, Darnell Mooney for the Bears. You have DeAndre Hopkins. His name has been thrown out. So look for some teams to be trading for wide receivers, and Chiefs could be one of them. They never seem to be happy with their wide receiver core and always looking to make an easy splash. They already did trade for McCole Hardman, who has previously mm-hmm. been on the team. So we'll see if that is what holds up. Texans, again, wide receiver two. Uh, Detroit, uh, defensive line. Look for them to even strengthen their strengths, which should be fun. Uh, but the Panthers, I find it might be sneaky because there's been a lot of chatter with them and getting a wide receiver because they lost DJ Moore and trying to give that weapon to their number one pick. Their, their quarterback. So that's a sneaky one that doesn't seem like it. You, they will be a buyer, but they might for that wide receiver role. Anything yeah, to uh-huh. add on, on the, there? No, no, like, great point. Um, I heard a lot of rumors about Broncos, like, look for them to make a potentially big trade. I think, like, Sertan is off-limits, supposedly, but like you said, Judy might, might be big, but they set a huge trade. Coming from the Broncos. I know they just loaded up. That's a seller, bro. I haven't gone to the sellers. I'm on the buyers. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm I'm jumping the gun here. Um, uh, In terms of buyers, like some of the names, the sneaky names that got thrown around are like divisions that are weaker, right? Like the the Buccaneers who like could use a running back. I I heard rumors of like, you know, Dalvin Cook going there. Maybe Mm. someone with a higher, higher profile name going there. Some of the weaker, quote-unquote, weaker divisions where you don't have a potential big, someone's running away with the division yet, they might be in play is the most of the sellers I heard. No slam dunk. Um, some rumors of like, um, like, sorry, you're talking about sellers. I'll talk about buyers next time. But no, I'm talking about buyers. You're talking about buyers. Okay. Talking about buyers, like, again, this happens every year. I feel like bills get rumored with, even though Cook is having a good year, like Derek Henry, I feel like always gets put there. Same thing with the Ravens. They were connected with Derek Henry too. But I feel like yeah. just people trying to speculate and trying to figure out where they are, where they're going to move people around. Um, defensive line was also... Um, okay, let's need. just move to the sellers so we can take care of the sellers so that Boopin's points will not interfere with my points that are going to be coming forward. Okay. So some of the sellers that are out there. First and foremost, we got to talk about our hometown team, the Chicago Bears. Two names to be watching out for, Darnell Mooney and Jalen Johnson. Both of these guys are on expiring contracts. Both of <laughs> these guys want to get paid. So it'll be interesting to see if we move any. Obviously, I mentioned earlier, this was the time of year we got rid of Roquan and Quinn. Now, obviously, Roquan wanted a big contract. The Bears couldn't work it out. That's very similar to what happened with Jalen Johnson. He has been very verbal over these last week talking about his contract situation and making it known that he wants to sign with the Bears, but he also wants to get paid. So it'll be interesting to see if the Bears take that leap and pay him um, the money that he's looking for. Um, Obviously, what is your thoughts on Jalen in particular? You think he's worth CB1 money? Man, he's been shut down, right? Like, ooh, um, it would really hurt to see him go. I feel like if you have a decent secondary, someone who can play one-on-one with a number one wide receiver, I think you can build around that. Basically double-team the other guy, right? Like, see if someone else can beat you. There's, like, so many things. I think that's one of the reasons. Our secondary is one of the reasons why we are, like, even close to being average this year in defense. So that would be a huge blow if it's gone. But I, I would like to think he's... Deserves the CB one money for, but the cornerbacks are making a ton of money these days. I don't I know. know if we can, I don't know if we can afford him realistically. So the big hit on him is the interception number, right? Coming into last game, he had one career interception, and mind you, this is his fourth season. He has dealt with some injuries, but he doesn't get those big splash plays. He is probably 
one of the best cover corners in the of in the league and this year in specifically he is rated the best cover corner in the league as far as the passer rating from other quarterback opposing quarterbacks goes i think it's about 22 passer rating throwing him the ball which is the best in the league so he obviously has that coverage factor it's just what does Polls value for this position. Does he want someone that's going to get those interceptions that Jalen historically hasn't? So it'll be interesting to see how this goes. We'll see. He came out. He's like, they were asking him some questions about his contract situation. He's like, we'll find out the 31st whether he'll be traded or he's going to be getting a contract. So who knows if that contract actually comes up, but that's going to be a big piece because if they do keep him, you have to think that they're wanting to negotiate. Um, is Go he ahead. on his fourth year? Is he on his yeah, fourth he's year? Yeah, he's a free agent after this year. So it's a big piece. I, I hope they pay him, to be honest. We have the money. Why don't you why not spend it? Spend it on a guy who has been a shutdown guy. Yeah. Um, some other it, sellers. Uh, Go it, ahead. It is such a number, though, that I wanted to ask. Because he's like pretty good in coverage, do you think like ball not being thrown his way kind of hurts him in that way? That he's like fairly decent, right? So like That's a what, factor. I mean, you also have to think that our defensive line has been so trash and like you, they're not getting pressure on the quarterback. And a lot of times those interceptions come from pressuring the quarterback and just making them uncomfortable. So there's a lot of factors there, but um, okay, well, who knows? Yeah. Wide receivers, like you said, Darnell was thrown around a lot. A couple of different teams associated with them. It'd be interesting to see if he'll be moved. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's. I, I don't think very – I mean, he's a good wide receiver, but he's not top tier. Like, I mean, he hasn't even done much this year for the Bears, so I'm here or there what they do with him. I, I'm not going to – I don't think they're going to get much, so they might not. And plus, like I'm, like we mentioned that I'll get into, there's a lot of wide receivers on the market, specifically Jerry Judy from the Broncos, who's going to be on the trade market. You mentioned earlier Patrick Sertan, who's been talked about, the cornerback from the Broncos. He could be out there. Um, like the Titans, like I said before, um, DeAndre Hopkins, the Broncos are like, everyone's on the table. Just give us a, like, give me your prices. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy looking at that team, but like the Titans, you're talking about DeAndre Hopkins. He could be potentially moved. Derek Henry could be potentially moved. He's been connected to the raid and Ravens, like you mentioned earlier. uh, Uh, commanders, like I, Chase Young, who's had a good year, uh, they declined his fifth-year option, so he's literally a free agent at the end of the year. He's having a good year. You know, he had some injuries up and down, too. But, damn, when he when he got drafted first couple of years, he was so dominant. That yeah, their other name. guy, their other guy too, right? Montez Sweat, he's yeah. a free agent at the end of the year. Both being talked about being traded, and they're both having really good years. Yeah, and that, that team, right? It's, like, slightly unclear where they're headed. They'll probably have a new coach coming next year, so all those picks will look so good. So I heard that name being thrown around too. Yeah, it'll be um, yeah. So those are some like, the sellers that we're talking about. Um the one team that's kind of in limbo that is very intriguing to me is a team in our own division, the Minnesota Vikings. No one really knows what's gonna happen Minnesota with Minnesota Vikings. They don't know if they're going to make a playoff run or they're going to fall flat in their face. And this week may go a lot into saying that where they play the Packers and two big assets on this team is one, the quarterback and Kirk cousins, Mm. Minnesota needs their guy and they don't, I don't think Kirk is their guy. So if they do lose this week, which is possible, the Packers could surprise people. We may see Kirk on the move. I mean, you have teams like the Jets that need a quarterback. Now, how easy is it for a starting quarterback to transition? Uh, probably not that easy, but um, it's, I don't know. But another name before I let you go talk on the, about this is Daniil Hunter, who's their stud defensive lineman, has been talked about getting traded as well. So they have they have some pieces there to to move if they feel like, blowing that thing up yeah no um great point i feel like kirk cousins every year gets connected to kyle shanahan just the whole washington thing you know when they played together they played around there that was always in the mix and you know he's like 
he's gotten very lucky, right? He's been on one-year deals and made it work, and this is what his second or third contract. And I don't know. Look at so many teams that could use him right now. Vegas would love to have him, right? Like Saints would love to have him. Like 49ers would love to have him. Someone who can just manage the game. Man, that's like that's so good and important there. So a lot of team can have him. Hunter is another name. He's having a good year. I feel like I'm pretty sure he sacked uh, the Bears quarterback like five times in the one game we played together. But he uh, he would be another interesting name because I think he's on a one-year deal too. He wanted a long-term deal, didn't give it to him. He's not very happy. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting. Like another name, Seller. Uh, sorry, jumping around here, but Devontae Adams, who's been unhappy verbally. Oh, that's right? a good like, one, yeah. Yeah, like he's literally like coming out in the media and talking about it has been uh so like a, a lot interesting names. Usually like you said, trade deadlines are not that active in NFL, but I I think that's the traditional way of thinking, right? People like build through a draft and for, like you know, at the end of the year you build with the new staff coming in, but like people not believing in trade picks as much. Like Rams showed it to you that you don't have to have the pick. You can just trade for a player you like, like Stafford, and they went and won it. Same thing with Brady. They brought a brand new quarterback, built a team around him and won. So, like, I think the team's a little bit fast and loose with the draft picks these days. So, if they don't, if they feel like they have a good product and good plan, looks like they go all in too, which is which makes this time of the year very interesting for sure. Yeah. One thing before we move on is the running back market. Let's not forget we have. Three big names that signed um, one-year deals, franchise tags. We have Austin Eckler, Saquon Barkley, and Tony Pollard. I don't hear his name at all, but you have Delvin Cook as well. Jacobs, Jacobs, right? He's Jacobs, too. I haven't heard his name, though, but... Austin Eckler and Saquon, they're going to be expiring. And if those teams right now aren't looking too hot, so... Could be a surprise trade with one of those two. They could okay. be moving to a contender. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. It might be some fun. Might be some fun on Halloween. We're going to be out trick-or-treating, and we might get some, some notifications on our sleeper app. All right, buddy. I'll throw a curveball your way. Give me one trade you think will absolutely happen. Like big trade or just trade trade? A, a trade. If you were to bet money that this trade is happening, what do you I think? don't have a buyer, but I think Jerry Judy's gone. Yeah, that that seems like a pretty safe one. Um, uh, I would like to. I think like um, Chase Young, I think is gone. That's my bet. That'll be huge. Whatever team picks him up, puts him in, elevates the team for sure. So those are our predictions. Well, Bears have been in on that conversation. Who knows if it's real or not? But Bears have been in on it. That would be good. That that would be a heck of a pickup. But thank you for all that conversation. By the time we talk next week, I think some of these deals would have happened. So maybe we'll give you a quick synopsis of the move next week, and we'll, we'll talk through that a little bit. Uh, all right. Um, on to some more positive stuff, and um, I at least half positive stuff in, in Madhouse and Madison update. Um, let's start with the negative, Miller, if, if that's okay <laughs> with you. <laughs> um, the Bulls season just picked up, right? Um, they returned 12 out of their 14 starters this year. Team was barely 500 last year. So not much expectation there, if we are being honest with you. But the, with the way the, 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 you know, the league is, I think like they may make the playoff either in the play-in game or like, like bottom seed as well. I th- I see that potential. Um, but the the beginning of the season has been very rough, and um, Miller, I I think you want to talk about that a little bit more on your end. Yeah, but before we go further, we have to throw in our patented audio sound, the sad violin, because that is what this team is. They start the season on a roll, getting hyped, even though the fan base isn't hyped. There was like some uh, one of those polls out there that talked about 25% of Chicago is actually excited for the, the bull season. So that's, I mean, we know what's going to be this, these, uh, our tourists, our GM just 
jabbers a lot about the fact that we're going to get it together this year, guys. And it's like, it's the same fucking thing. The same fucking thing. We come out on our home floor and we lay a fucking egg against the the Pelican. No, not the Pelicans. The, um, the Oklahoma City. The Thunder. Mm-hmm. We lay a fucking egg and get blown out. And immediately after the game, we're having a players-only meeting. Multiple people, multiple players, I should say, go to the uh, their their interviews after the game are call, talking about heart, talking about effort, how we need to stick together. Like this is game one, people. We thought the Bears were a shit show because our week three sucked. This is game one. Oh my gosh. I don't have much else to add about this crap team, but it's not looking good. And I don't foresee it being much better. Sure, we may be in the playoffs, but we've been there for the last seven years. And look where it's got us. Being in that middling bullshit, it's the worst place to be in the NBA. Yeah, that's fair. I I was there yesterday um, for a concert, and it was fun to see the banners. But, like, the Bulls really, like, after that three-peat, the second three-peat, they really haven't done much. There's not much to root from there. Like, the banners are kind of sad up there. So, uh, I totally feel you. Um, I, I believe, like, looks like the new additions, so the two draft picks are decent. The coach usually gets them to, like, play a little bit better. Looks like we got pretty unlucky last year after getting fairly lucky the year prior. A lot of close games we lost last year. but we won a bunch of them the year prior. So, even if this year is the middle of the pack, it looks like we'll be in the conversation. It seems, but yeah, um, it was a pretty. But you're not bad in the conversation to win anything. You're in the conversation to make the playoffs. You're not competing with Milwaukee. Like you're not even competing with the Sixers, who are going through their own thing with Harden. Like you're not competing with the big guys in the East. So what are you? Like you're you, no, you're nothing. That's you know what you was sad when the season starts, right? There's usually like bold predictions and. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> the the new the article literally said realistic predictions for the Bulls because bold prediction. We can't make any bold predictions because yeah. we, they'll probably not make any moves to the deadline. It was like a very sad negative uh, like, but it looked real because we don't do any of that. But uh, that is the sad update from Madison. But we do have some positives coming out of Madhouse on Madison. With the Blackhawks. There's a little player with a little hockey stick. <laughs> uh, and he's doing some amazing things with his hockey. Um, they, look, they look good. I think it's a really good team today. Um, they, they are like 500. Let's not, let's not beat around the bush about the record. But it's more about the heart they play with. Um, they were like, I don't know, plus 200, plus 250 to win today. And they won today. So, like, it was really positive to see, uh, you know, the teams gelling together, again, to win against a team that's, like, won seven games already was, like, pretty incredible to see. Uh, Anything you got on the Blackhawks, Miller? No, I mean, it's just been exciting. Like you said, they're, they're, they're three, they're, like, what, four and five. They're right around there, three and five or something like that. So they're not making any big splashes. They're all where that we thought they were going to be. But they've played eight games. Bedard has four points. He's got, I think, three goals already this season. So it's, or maybe two or three goals, one of those. So, I mean, he's, he's, it's fun to watch. He's fun to watch. His shots just are just so sweet, so quick. As soon as he gets that puck, he puts it, and it's as accurate as I've ever seen. And it's just, it's impressive. It is The season's going exactly how we expected. They're not going to be good, but they're going to be exciting. So uh, we'll just keep watching, man. Baseball season's over, so I'm going to be flipping on that at the end, catching a little bit of that. The Bears season, who knows, but Bulls, again. They're in the trash. I do think this is the year we bring back our watch the games together part again. It's a, no. It's a record, boys. Whenever Miller and I watch the game, they typically win. So Together. Let's, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, if you need to bring that back, we can make, make Those are saved for those special games when we're talking about playoffs, game six, game seven, clinchers. Those right. are the, we have to save those. We have to save those. I, I will commute, brother. I will tell you that. <laughs> if, if that means a Blackhawks win and it makes me fun things in the city, I will commute. Um, 
let's quickly uh, talk about the positivity rating for both teams too. Since we are here, um, the Bulls are probably in the White Sox land. Um, no, they're not that bad. I mean, I I want to give it that bad, but realistically, they're not that bad. I guess, yeah, positivity is like what the expectations were versus where they are, right? So if the expectation was middle of the pack and they're slightly worse, so like I'm probably going to say a three, three and a half for the Bulls. I'm going to stick with like four, four and a half. They're like middle of the pack. They're probably going to fall into the playoffs like they did last year, lose the play-in game. And then we're still going to suck. And we're still going to have the same fucking staff because we have to deal with your White Sox bullshit owner, Jerry. And all we, oh, he's a disaster. Now he's affecting my life and it sucks. Welcome to my fucking life. Uh, okay. Um, talk about the Blackhawks. Uh, again, 500 team, but uh, there's there's some excitement there. Uh, I would probably rate him like a four, four and a half, four, four and a half, something like there. Mostly because of Bernard. He probably brings up the rating two, two and a half to the song. Yeah, I'm going to stick with a five just because I don't want them affiliated with the Bulls. So they have to be better than the Bulls. So we'll go with a five. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you for that. Uh, that was our Madhouse and Madison update. Uh, moving on, we got the fantasy segment, obviously. Uh me, me and Miller will talk a little bit more just in general about the NFL season two. But welcome to what is the fantasy corner for? The boys. I was hoping Miller would chime in, but he didn't. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so, Sorry, missed the memo. <laughs> um, talking about fantasy football, sadly, um, you know, it's been a lot of injuries so far, but. I wanted to like kind of run down some of them for you, the big ones at least, so you can prep your team, um, especially quarterback positions, guys. Lots and lots and lots of people out. Watson is out for Cleveland. Fields is out for the Bears. Uh, Giants said Daniels is out. Tannehill is out too. Um, so, yeah, look elsewhere. Their offensive weapons probably get a little bit of a downgrade. Adjust accordingly. Good news, uh, Kyle Murray is practicing. Without a knee, supposedly, and he's not. I don't. He's not expected to play, but he's getting close. Purdy cleared the concussion protocol, and he's playing. Um, Sam Daniel would be the backup if he was out, but it looks like Purdy will start. So, uh, you know, uh, probably good to go on the 49ers, Uh, you know, any concerns there? I think that's good to go. In terms of run, running back, some scare with no practices early in the week, but it looks like everything is getting back to normal. Mostert is good to go. Aaron Jones is good to go on the Packers. Roshan Johnson on the Bears is back to practice and likely to play as well. Kamara, who didn't practice due to an illness too, is back to practice, expected to play. Barkley was limited, and Sanders was back to full practice. So no big name not missing practice or not playing there. Um, Tyreek Hill on the wide receiver side, he scared us. With not practicing early in the week, he's good to go. Uh, Waddle and Metcalf were limited, but expected to play. Tank Dell on the Texans is also expected to go as well. A um, bunch of questionable tags on the tight end side, but most of them will likely play. Um, Joku, Everett, Waller, Taysom Hill on on New Orleans all were missing practice. Left some. Stuff on the field, but it looks like they should be good to go for Sunday. They do have a questionable tag, so keep an eye on that on Sunday. But all that names being thrown around, Miller, I I was looking around the NFL landscape. There were some shocking records out there this year. So I I wanted to I grabbed a couple of them and I want to run this quickly with you. See if which one is more shocking to you. Right, I'll give you two options, one and B, and you get to tell me which one's more shocking or expected. Okay, you ready? Sure, but I mean, I don't know shit because I haven't gotten like any of my spread parlays right. So, I mean, you're asking me, I have clueless, but yeah, let's go. I mean, way to bid credibility with the audience, but they're fucking <laughs> 10 out of 10. Okay, first one, what is more shocking? Sealers at 4 and 2 or Chargers at 2 and 4? Well, since Mitch Trubisky is their quarterback, that's expect. Wait, he's their quarterback, right? No. No? It's, 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 
It's Kenny Pickett. Oh, 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 sorry. Sorry. Um, to be honestly, I, I think the chargers are more shocking personally. I think they were there every year you hear about Herbert being that stud quarterback and, and leading this been. team. He has been. Yeah. I mean, I, you can say he has been, but the bottom line is he doesn't get wins. So how studly are you if you're not getting wins and you can't say it's all, yes, the defense on this team, the secondary sucks, but the front four are probably one of the best in the league with Bosa and Mac. So it's like it, at it, some it, point this he, he's got to lead this team to victory rather than choking it away. And I, I saw some stat that talked about his his fourth quarter performance, and it wasn't good. He has a lot of interceptions in the fourth quarter, and I think specifically around that end of game time. And it's just. He, if he wants to be elite, he needs to take the next step, and he hasn't so far. So I think the Chargers are the bigger surprise, even though the Steelers are four and two. Yeah, I mean, like I feel like Mike Tomlin somehow gets his people to play. You know, Kenny Pickett was out. A bunch of other people were out, still there four and two, which is incredible. But like, it's kind of expected. He's never had a not winning season. So, but no, I'm with you. We have more stuff on the Chargers when we talk the Bears, so we can cover some of that there too. But uh, the second question, Miller, what is more shocking? Bills at four and two or Atlanta, who someone predicted will win their division at four and three? I don't find aren't the Bills aren't four and two. I mean I guess they won Thursday night football, so they're five and two now. Yeah. Wrong fake news. Talking about me ruining the freaking stats on the podcast. Look in the mirror, bro. Um, I don't find either of them surprising to be honest. Atlanta, I I supported that pick when you said it originally. I think Atlanta can easily win that division. I don't think that division is very good. Didn't I would have thought the Saints might have been a little more surprising than Atlanta's performance. Mm-hmm. But the, the one thing about the Bills is their inconsistency is kind of surprising. Mm-hmm. Like they're not. I mean, they just lost to the Patriots mm-hmm. uh, Monday night. They looked good. But at the end of the day, or Thursday night, I should say, sorry, not Monday night. Thursday when they played, they really came out strong, and then they let Tampa Bay get right back in that game. So it's like they need to learn how to actually finish off opponents, and, and Josh Allen has to stop turning that ball over. But I don't find either of those teams very shocking. I think they are kind of where I expected them to be. Okay, okay, that's fair. Um, the other set, hopefully this set, if I cannot surprise you with this, um, then I guess I need a new job because last one is Lions at five and two, which is more shocking, or Ravens at five and two. Come on, bro. Um, honestly, both of these are kind of expected on my end as well. Like, go. I guess I would make a case for the Ravens being a little more shocking. That's what. The bottom mean. line is Detroit and kind of made their statement last year when they beat the Packers on that last game of the season. They kind of cemented their, hey, we're up and comers. So you kind of knew that they had a shot. Five and two, maybe not. But honestly, I didn't think the Ravens were going to look as dominant as they were, specifically beating the ass out of the the, the Lions. But um, uh, I, I don't know. I find both of those, I guess, maybe a little shocking, just that they're how dominant they have been. But we, I also first saw both of them being in that one, the Lions winning the division, and two, the Ravens being in that playoff picture. Yeah, Ravens at five and two. Like honestly, they have not looked like a five and two team. Like their offense hasn't gone there. The defense is probably played better than what it was, but I think the last game was the best game they have had so far, and they. Yeah, I think them. they're like one of the best defenses in the league, led by Roquan Smith. Yay! <laughs> We will never, never, ever, ever forget. Never forget. Never live that one down. Okay. So I, I, I love enjoying these, these stats. Sometimes just cut, catch me off guard, so I love looking at these things. So thank you for entertaining me. Um, What do you say we take a quick break, Miller? Uh, on, the, on the other side of this, we will share my thoughts on the Bears win last week, and then go on to their opponent this week all the way out in L.A. What do you say? Take a quick break? Love it. Let's do it. All right, see you on the other side. 
Miller here. Thank you for listening to us ramble. We do appreciate it. If you want more, we will do be doing a Bears recap on Monday on Facebook Live, baby. Let's hope Agent Agent can bring us another W. As always, thank you for listening. We hope you hit that like and subscribe button. And we hope to hear from you soon. Now, back to the show. All right. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome back. Uh, you know, usually this is a section where the sad violin would be playing, but it's not because the Bears won. Uh, no one expected them to win. Nobody. Yes! <laughs> um, yeah, we did, baby. Uh, Miller even has a little segment ready to go about our winning quarterback, Miller. It's not a segment, bro. It's a one-liner, and you'll have to wait till the end to hear it. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So hold your horses on that one. I might have jumped the gun. But um, talk about the Bears win. First off, like I said, unexpected. Especially, like, to win, what, 30-12 to 12 or whatever the final score was. 30. Like, just it looked like a more complete team playing better, playing together. I heard your reactions. Most of them were fine. I, I really... um. Um, understood where you're coming from when you were like, what do I feel about this team now, right? When when Fields was playing and he sucked, we knew the direction the team was going to take, but I don't know if I should hate that we're winning now or like, you know, like that we're losing. I don't know how to feel anymore. Um, this kid, uh, what you cannot debate is he's got swagger, he's got the energy, he, he like brings the team with him. Um, you know, it's a, it's like very interesting to see. Um, that's what I took away from it. Defense unexpectedly uh, has stepped up, and I think like I'm not gonna say top ten, but they are close to there. Like this season, especially against the run, they've been fairly dominant. And again, that just helps everybody, right? That's like the old Bears team we know. The defense is slightly better. The offense is getting there. It reminded me of one of the old teams we had with like Cutler or maybe like even Mitch at some point. That that's what I got. Um, happy with the win, but more confused today than I was probably at the end of week week four or week five. You know when we would get yeah, rushed. Yeah, hundred percent agree. I wouldn't go on saying that the the Bears are a top ten defense for the entire season here, bro. You forgot the first weeks, but I would say that over these last three weeks, once. Uh, our coach Eberflus has taken over that defensive coordinator role. They sure have been improved. That's for damn sure. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's a weird spot to be in. I, I've listened to all the talking heads talk and and all the the fans loving Agent Bajent, which is just fun. His name's just fucking fun. Let's be real. But and I feel like a lot of people are getting carried away about the basically the performance that we saw on Sunday. Like at the end of the day, he threw for 162 fucking yards. Like he didn't do anything really huge. Now I I don't want to sit here and say he was worthless because he did what the coaching staff asked him to do, right? He dipped and dunked the ball down the field. He got it done. He didn't make that critical mistake. And that is to his credit 100%. But I'm not going to sit here and say he's the savior of this fucking team after he threw for 162 yards. That's just not going to happen. Thank you. But Thank you for having who knows? a level ad. I, I was so ready to tear one into Chris today. Like he, We have heard him go over and over about field sucks because he doesn't throw for 100 yards. And then like, this guy throws for 170, and like last episode, he was on a little high. I get it. We don't win very often, so it's high to get high on your own supply. But like, I was like, that's that's like you know when we are unhappy with a quarterback play and he throws less yards, um, I didn't think that was the right thing to do. But I was gonna tear two 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 things. I just wanna just wanna make sure you think about going forward. The first thing is in regards to one thing that I've heard this week a lot of people talking about, which is kind of surprising because I, I think I can say without with with a pretty factual statement here that I've heard more compliments 
about Tyson Bagent's quarterbacking ability than I've ever heard about Justin Fields' quarterback ability. Obviously, Justin Fields is more of an athlete than a, than a really true quarterback that sits in the pocket. But, like, I've heard a lot of positives about Bajent when, when in regards to his footwork, in regards to his throwing motion, in regards to his progression of the the, the wide receivers and the, the points on the play, the reading of the deep. There are so many things that I've heard over and over about his QB skills, whereas you don't ever hear that about Justin, which I thought was kind of funny. The second thing that you want, you really need to think about going forward, is that what are his initials? No, we're not going there. Yeah, we are. What are his initials? TB. Okay, his initials are TB. Now, there's another TB that we want to think about, and that was Tom Brady. His oh, initials were TB. And his number was 12. His number was 12. Let's hear me out here. Hear me out. Tom Brady's initials were 12, or his number was 12. He won seven Super Bowls. So naturally, Tyson Bagent is TB17. So what does that equal? That equals seven Super Bowls plus five additional Super Bowls. 12 Super Bowls. Let's go. If you believe in that, I have some magic beans you can buy from me too. I'll haggle that down to I'll pay you a thousand dollars for those beans. Thank you very much. Uh, Ted Bundy was also TV, just just for the record. So people take it with a grain of salt. No, but I like that. There's some excitement there. I th- I think the kid was gutsy. Like the happiness that the Bears are feeling is the expectation, right? What you expect someone to do and what they do is where the happiness or the sadness comes from, right? Fields he was expected to take a next step. Blah 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 blah. Carry the team. Not has not happened. This division two quarterback. I don't like. Did you expect them to win? I think no, of, I didn't. Yeah, none of us expect us to win. And then when they come back and look that great, yeah, like he'll get compliments, and he deserves every bit of it. I don't want to minimize that at all. And I'm hoping that this is a healthy room that they push each other. Um, I didn't read the article. It looks like a plant from the Bears, but there was like, how did Justin Fields help Bajan t- t- become the quarterback? He was in game five was the article I read, and I was like, okay, it's a plant. They don't want a quarterback contro- controversy. I get it. But again, I'm hoping it leads to a better quarterback team. Hey, at this point, dude, I'll be honest with you. Like, you guys have really transformed me. I really saw Fields as the guy. Like, if Bajan freaking proves that he can do it better, I'm I'm open to it. Okay, before we move on, I just want to talk about, well, I want to expand on, well, I guess we can talk about the future of Bajan in, in our next little segment here, but I do want to expand on another thing that w- that has been a pretty consistent and constant coming out of, of Hallis, and that is the reaction of players to Tyson Bajan's performance. It's been a pretty much collective, we expected it. Which is kind of surprising. Now, given it was a win, right? Wins make everything better. But, like, there were multiple players, defense, offense, special teams, everywhere that were coming out and said, oh, we expected that type of performance out of Tyson. He's a 100% pro and he's ready to go. Which is kind of surprising. You don't hear that very often, especially when you're talking about a backup a backup quarterback on a team coming from division two. Like it's kind of unheard of just the positivity around the surrounding him and the expected performance on Sunday. No, it felt good. Like uh, a team like the bears, we never get lucky, right? Freaking Shanahan picks up Brock birdie and he's winning playoff games with them. He's a seventh round pick and bears can barely with win games with a first round pick, right? Quarterback. So like, I'm glad we got lucky. I'm glad we have a guy that we can fall behind and root for. Um, yeah, well, props to the guy, man. I hope he keeps falling out. This week will be a big test. That's a good transition into our main segment. Um, talking about the Bears at Chargers this week. Um, it'll be a good test for him, you know, an away game. He was he did well at the home game. Got to, you know, do a little pull the crowd to cheer for him and everything. This will be a good test for him. That O line, even, even though they have sorry, that D line in. Line. Even though they haven't lived up to expectation, there's some big names out there coming at them this week. Yeah, keep in mind, this realistically, this is going to be a 
home game for the Bears. Come on. We know there's going to be more Chicago fans than there are going to be Charger fans in that building. That's how it was last year when we played. I believe we played the Rams there. That's just how, or two years ago. It's just how it goes. I mean. But, like, do you think people. LA is full of transplants, man. I know, I know. But do you think, like, people, that many people bought tickets to LA this week? Because last week, I don't think many people were planning to travel to LA. Like this? No, I'm not. I don't think a lot of people travel. I just think there's a lot of peop- Chicago fans in LA, okay, and that area okay. that are gonna fill up those seats. I think it's a big. It's a big. I, I get it, but you have to also remember at the beginning of the year, this team was not shit. They were. We were projected to be maybe kind of on the 500 realm. So I mean, I'm sure a lot of people wanted to see Justin Fields play. So I'm sure a lot of people bought those tickets. They may have sold them after the first few weeks, but uh if they didn't, they they now they're excited to watch Tyson Bajan play. Nice, nice. So, to, no, that's a good transition. So this week, um the 2 and 5 Bears uh were led by their Division 2 quarterback, Asian Bajan that Miller calls it. After that spirit win against the Raiders, they take on the 2-4 and four Chargers, uh, who lost in a pretty non-competitive game against the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. Uh, the line is Chargers minus 8.5, and, and the over-under is about 44.5. A uh, couple of exciting things to look for, I think. I think this is a big game for both the coaches. I don't know how you feel, Miller. Uh, you know, Chargers, with all the talent, they haven't won much. They got killed in the playoff last year. Uh, so I feel like their coach is already on a hot seat. And Flues, I feel like, every week is playing for his life. I think like both, like that's probably the one of the key factors to look into. Like Boko, whoever loses here is probably going to fight at the end of the year. I agree that with Staley. I am just very confused with Eber Flues. I'm very conflicted. Because it's like you look at him as a coach and the team isn't is has was been a dumpster fire. And it's just like, but then you look at him and that look at that defense that's played so well since he took over D calling. It's like, coach, can you be our defensive coordinator going forward? We'll hire a new head coach. Like, I, I just don't know. I just it's not gonna happen, but he's gonna get another job if he does get I, I think my expectation is he's probably gonna get fired because realistically as much as i want tyson bajan to work out i don't think it will i think he's going to come back to earth this week playing against this dominant front and it'll be interesting but sticking with the coach so i think that we are not gonna i think we're gonna finish at the bottom of the nfl again and i just don't see him surviving the year but he but he's gonna get a defensive coordinator job real quick because just the turnaround that this defense has had these last three weeks, it's been impressive to watch. No, no that, that's fair. Um, even our, uh, first, I think, second-round pick um, on the D-line, like his numbers last couple of weeks have been very impressive after like a no-show the first couple of weeks that we have discussed. But um, I, I wanted to cover the injuries quickly because um, both teams, I feel, that have been like significantly impacted by injuries. Like, and I'll show you what I mean. On the Chargers side, especially in the offensive side, Mike Williams is done for the year, right? Eckler was out a couple of games. He's come back. He's not the same Eckler that we are used to seeing. Um, Herbert has an injury on his non-throwing hand. And like it, you can clearly see that he's his game is impacted, even though it's not his non-throwing hand, after the injury. So I think like Chargers have definitely underperformed so far uh, with all those injuries. Um, so that's where we are. Um, and I don't know, Miller, if you want to touch on the the offensive side. Yeah, it'll, it'll. So there's a lot of things to, to think about here. The big matchups is going to be, as usual, the line. Our offensive line, we don't know the status of our, our right tackle. Um, he has a shoulder injury. He also has a toe injury that has come up, so we don't know. There's been a lot of videos that have been played about Darnell Wright and the fact that he pretty much played and played pretty well last week without a right arm, essentially, which is pretty surprising considering uh, who we were going against. He was going against the the Oakland guy. Um, But there are some worries there on what's going to happen. We still don't know the status 
of um, what they're going to do if they're going to keep Patrick at center. I'm assuming they probably will. Whitehair will be the, the left guard and right guard Tevin. It seemed to work pretty well last week. Um, we do have our uh, Braxton Jones. I don't think he's been signed to the squad yet, but his 21-day 20 window has been opened, so there's a chance that he can make his self known and take over that left tackle position, which would be a godsend. God damn it, boom, you suck. But so that's something to keep an eye on. And we're gonna be playing this front that you you touched on. And whenever you have Khalil Mack and you have Joey Bosa, and you 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 got those sack numbers can happen. And if Tyson Bajan doesn't get that ball out he could be in trouble. So that's going to be a huge thing to watch. The other thing to watch is the fact that their secondary sucks. Mm -hmm. Like this is a secondary that just gave up a shit ton of yards to the chiefs. And I was just watching this game amazed at how wide open these wide receivers are. And guess what? They don't have somebody named Tyreek Hill anymore. So like they can make some big splash plays if Tyson Bajan can throw the ball down the field and they're going to need to probably open it up because I don't see our defense basically stuffing them for a fourth consecutive week. I think they're going to put some points on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would mean that Tyson's going to have to open it up because their run defense is pretty stout. Now it could just be because they're taking advantage of their shitty ass passing defense, but mm-hmm. their run, if they slow down our running game, it could be a long day. Yeah, no. Um. So last week, Chris and I talked about how running the ball was the opportunity against the Raiders. Like you said, it's flipped here. They are like middle of the road against, uh, they're probably top, bottom 10 in like rushing yards allowed. But in terms of passing yards, they're literally the worst team in passing yards. So if Bears have a shot, I feel like they have to remain slightly balanced. But... Uh, Bajan will have to make some throws, and they, he'll have to connect with like his receivers, um, to to like to get us to the to like victory land here. Um, their offense, like you said, I think that's where the key matchup is. If they can keep us in the game, because Chargers are consistently top ten in like passing yards, touchdowns, most of the offensive stats, that in top ten land. So if if this defense wants to make a stand, that's where it is. The running game has not done much damage because mostly because Eckler has not been himself like we talked about. But like I think that's where the opportunity is. The key matchup, in my opinion, is our defense versus their passing game. And whoever wins the passing game, like whatever quarterback gets the ball to the receivers, I think comes out on top is, is my expectation here. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. And that's why I don't think we're going to be victorious because I think they're going to have a better passing game at the end of the day. Um, but let's talk about Tyson, our boy Tyson. Because I, I want to know. I can't even like. I want to know what the future is for this this young fella. And do you think there is a chance pending if? Justin Field is healthy on Monday. Do you think there's a chance that Bajan could start? And what do you think needs to happen for him to start the following week? No, I think it's a great question. Again, Chris and I talked about it last um, Fields being out is actually hurting this team more, I think, because you wanted him to be out there and see how he performs, right? If he sucks, we could have a clearer picture. If he wins, we had a better picture. And nothing against this kid. I think this kid is great. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of, like I said, Brock Purdy, Mike White, maybe a couple of games last year when he lit up against the Jets. That's what it reminds me of. There's not much tape on him right now. Um, you know, and he's playing his guts out. Dude, he's like on the putting his body on the line. He's playing his heart out. I think that's what's happening. But I think eventually he will catch up to him, and then it'll be a good indication if he can raise his game to the next level. And I think that'll be the fun thing to see. Realistically, I think Fields comes back next week, like you said. They may hold him back one more week, but in, I think in one to two weeks, Fields is back. And for the 
greater future of the Bears and a gr- better future of like Fields. I think we have to see him. I I I know the rookies that like, he's amazing and exciting, but for the long term future of the Bears, I think we need to give Fields the team back, see what he can do with it, and then make some future considerations. And the future could be Bajan. I think now that he, if he puts a couple of these games together, brother, who knows? That's what I think. Okay. Okay. First off, I don't think there's a chance in hell Fields plays next week. The only way there's a, because I, I mean, when you have a thumb injury or uh, to your throwing hand and you can hardly grip the ball, I don't know if that gets fixed in three weeks. So I don't think he's playing regardless of Bajan's performance on Sunday night. But if this kid comes out and puts up 250 plus three TDs, no one or two, one turnover, like, I don't know, man. I don't know how you can go back to fields. You've seen him do it. You've seen him be inconsistent. He's, I think he's won what? I think he's five and 31 in his career. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The other thing I wanted to point out, do you realize, do you realize that our two backup quarterbacks going into training camp have more wins this year combined than Justin Field has in almost a calendar year, in over a calendar year? Because P.J. Walker has two and Tyson Bation has one. So that, that's just so sad to think about, man. It's so sad to think about. So if he comes out, and and has a good performance this week and i don't know i'll just be very you know what there's just one thing for me to say to say i I just i just this is the only thing cotton candy sweet and low let tyson pigeon let's go okay come on chicago okay real question for you right okay let's say pigeon rolls maybe he gets a couple wins out of this and so you're saying we just give up on the whole Fields experience? He's the future then? That, that That's what you would do? Like, I I get being emotional and what you're saying is the exciting thing to do, but is it the right thing to do is what I'm asking. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm torn. Okay. I just don't know. We know what Justin Field is. We know what he is. He hasn't done anything exciting this year. He's had two good games and four shit games. And it's like, do I think Tyson Bajan's the future? No. So what does that mean? That means we want to lose out and get the number one pick and get Caleb Williams. But, like, I I can't go into next year with Tyson Bajan as my quarterback. I I don't think I can. Unless he comes out and wins every single game and looks really good. Which I guess is possible. So it's like, why am I going to sit here and continue to put Justin Fields out there? I mean, for trade bait, like, are you really going to play that game? Like, I don't know. It's okay. just tough. No, that, that's totally I just fair. think we're in a really bad spot because we could potentially have, we have, we have, no, not potentially. We have two QBs on our team that we know very little about as, I guess I should say as fans, but we don't know if they can actually lead an NFL team. No, that's fair. I, I just hope... I think Bajan will be on this team regardless of who we pick or don't pick, right? I think that's a given. Oh, he's on contract, so he's 100% going to be on this team so, uh, like, as a backup. If I was if I was the Bears GM and I'm trying to think more than a fan, I would want to give feels like with this crew out there. Like, yes, he hasn't looked like mind-blowingly great, but he's looked better than... More at least in the passing game, he's looked more serviceable than he did last year. So I think that's what I want to see. And at the end of the year, if you give it a fair shake and he's not the guy, he's not the guy. I'm I think I'm okay with that outcome now. Now that we have we'll give him a fair shot with this team around him. Yeah, the O line sucks, but it sucked last year, right? Like that's 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 how it's gonna be. Um so that that that's my take. But um I would love to get your score prediction here if you if you wanna Put it out there, buddy. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be 28-17 Chargers. Oh, fuck. Dude, I, I, was, I was right there with you. I was saying 28 in my head, too. 
I'm gonna say twenty-eight seventeen. What did you say? 17? Oh, the same no, score. No, 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 no. Creative. Twenty-eight, twenty-eight, twenty-one. Then. Ah! Um, three TDs and three hundred yards. Let's go, baby. Hey, I would root for that kid. Again, it's Sunday night football. I'm hoping not to get embarrassed in front of the whole country. <laughs> it's like look, look serviceable. Look like the defense. You know, don't give them eighty points again. That's all I want to. Um, yeah, I I agree. All right, I, I I guess that that's it. That's our show for this week, boys. Boy, like the other boy that didn't make it. I'm gonna I'm gonna start writing that hate mail to you right now. But <laughs> uh, no. But uh, let's close this out. What do you think? Oh, thank you for listening. We hope you had. We hope that you brought the positivity into your life. You know. Hit that like and subscribe button if we did. If not, give us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. You know, the goal is to bring positivity and put a smile on your face. So, until we do that, we'll keep trying. Have a good night, everyone. And remember, cotton candy, sweet and low, let our ties invade I can't with you. Bye. <laughs>